Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the energy report for the month of August 2022. Okay. I feel that we have shifted into a whole new energy that is going to be with us for the remainder of the year. I feel that the shift actually happened last week. Um, if you follow my weekly energy reports, then you will know that the report for last week, which was July 22nd to July 28th, uh, the cards that I pulled were the devil, the three of hearts, sorry, the three of swords and the death card. And I didn't even put it together until literally just now that July 26th, which fell during that week, was the opening of the Lionsgate portal. And for me, every year, I mean, I don't keep up to speed with the astrological events. I, I kind of do. I follow somebody who writes about it. Her name is Christina Luna. She's brilliant. She also has a YouTube channel. If you want to hear her interpretation of the energy through the lens of astrology, I highly recommend it. She's absolutely phenomenal. And I follow her um, daily writing about the astrology that is happening. But I'm not an astrologer. So I don't, like, I, I read it and I kind of get it, but I, it doesn't really factor in to the energy reports that I do. Those are more coming from the Akashic field of the collective consciousness. But, so I don't really pay attention to the the astrological events is what I'm saying. But every year I feel the lion's gate. I always feel it. it. It feels so significant and important to me. And technically speaking, what the lion's gate portal is, is that on August 8th, um, that's the peak of the portal. Uh, Sirius A, the sun, the pyramids, the great pyramids and the sphinx all are in some kind of alignment together. So that's like the 3D explanation of what the Lionsgate portal is. Um, but technically it kind of, it goes from July 26th to August 12th. But what it always feels like to me, especially last year and this year is like, almost like we're shifting gears into a more serious and heavy energy. Um, but that being said, it's nothing to be afraid of. It just feels like the tone of it is different from, you know, the, the energy of the last few months, for example. And this is really in keeping with the card that came through for the month of August, way back in January, when I did the year ahead Tarot Akashic reading. And really wasn't thinking down the road this far. Like I was interpreting cards and the energy at the time. And I really haven't been thinking about what August is going to feel like, for example. But I have been having this feeling for quite a while. Like, I don't know, since sometime in the spring. I haven't really wanted to talk about it because I didn't want to like sort of, um, I don't know, contribute to like predictive programming, even on a small scale. But now we're here and I feel quite, quite validated by the cards that have come through recently and the energy that I feel is that the second half of the year is going to be, it's going to be a squeeze. There's going to feel harder than the first and second quarters of the year. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I gotta, I gotta try, I gotta try and be succinct for once in my life and keep it on track. So the card that I pulled for August, way back in January, was the King of Cups. The message, the guidance of the King of Cups is um, this 
the King of Cups to me, like he, he is an archetype of like the sponsor, um, the AA sponsor, the NA sponsor, the mentor, the, the counselor, the, the, it is a masculine energy, but it doesn't mean that it it's only expressed through men, but it's a masculine energy insofar as it's like, I'm going to say he, cause it is a King, but it applies to all people. He can like anchor the mayhem. He holds a steady container for the turbulence of the emotional body, trying to figure its shit out. So the analogy I used back in January was like, he is like the lake floor or the ocean basin that stays steady and holds the water that is stormy and chaotic and rippling all over the place. He also holds it while it is calm. So it is to me a summoning of us. Those of you who are in my field, I will always repeat that. Like, I believe that the reason that you are attracted to me is because you are a, you are contracted, however you identify with assisting the human collective consciousness through this passage that we are going through, through this evolutionary leap. And so you might identify as a starseed, a galactic, an angelic. Uh, Recently, I've been feeling the rise of the dragons, which uh, in conversation with another friend of mine, um, we have sort of been clarifying that the dragons are like the the elevated Draco consciousness. Um, The, the, like you might, uh, you might identify with being an archetypal being a healer, a, a reader, a channel, an oracle, a way shower, a therapist, a guide, a counselor, um, a, a content creator, you know, that whatever, however you identify yourself, I believe the reason that you are in my field is because on some level, and it's going to be different for everybody, you have a role to play in guiding others through the turbulence of this oh, evolution in our human collective consciousness as well as the collective consciousness on a galactic level a universal level like a planetary level it affects it affects all all aspects of creation and we are not immune to it of course we are going to experience our own turbulence but we are well equipped to figure out how to handle it and that doesn't mean that it's easy it doesn't mean that we're not tested it doesn't mean that we don't have human emotions and reactions. It just means that we have inherently within us uh, a center point, a calm center point that we can return to and anchor into that allows us to navigate the seeming chaos and mayhem of the external world and the internal world from uh, in, in a way that brings calm and structure and clarity to the general energy. So that was a long-winded way of saying that we have shit to do, you guys, and shit's getting real now. I don't feel like the hammer is really dropping yet. I kind of I kind of feel like October is going to be sort of when it starts to feel rough, but I think it's going to build on itself. And I just want to say this, like, I don't know if this has to do with um, like lockdowns or whatever external narrative, 
personally, I kind of feel like who cares because the narratives, the narratives are not real. They are just the, the way that we as humans are built to make meaning and create stories to interpret the energetic themes that we must work through. So we can get lost in the weeds of the narratives and get stuck in the us versus them and like the, you know, who's the bad guy and who's on the side of righteousness and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I believe that for those of us that are here to lead people through this, this contraction, I believe that it behooves us to be able to look past the narrative and not get sucked into it. So, so I'm not, when I say the narratives aren't real, I don't need to negate the effect that they have on people, ourselves included. I just mean that from a higher level, the narrative isn't the issue. The narrative is just the way that we interpret the energetic themes that we already have to work through. And I believe those energetic themes are based on unfinished karma and past lives and like our unintegrated shadow aspects that we have not yet processed. So when I talk about contractions, what I'm really saying is that, and, and you know, like things getting rough and et cetera, et cetera, for the rest of the year, what I really mean is that we are going to witness events that trigger more of our shadow to come to the surface. For example, in 2020, we saw like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Wasn't it? it was so intense. It was like, bam, 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 bam. One thing after the other, triggering shadow all over the place. It was like um, false flags and then real events and, you know, people getting shot and um, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and coronavirus and, and statues being torn down and cities being looted. It was so much. And that was just the States. <laughs> so, it happened in other parts of the world, but mainly the States. Um, but, you know, all of those events were for the, the purpose of bringing to the surface of our conscious awareness shit that was already in there, that had to get seen and processed. It was the, the processing process had not been completed. It had been stalled. And in order for us to actually graduate from this version of that holographic dream projection simulation that we're in, we must finish processing all of it. We don't have a choice. It has to happen. Like it is, it is just uh, the succession of events that must occur. So, so this isn't personal. This isn't a punishment. Nobody is, you know, it's not like, oh, you stupid humans, you haven't processed your shadow and now you have to, or else you can't graduate kindergarten. First of all, earth is not kindergarten. Second of all, there is no teacher or authority that's saying this. It's just the way it is. We came into this, this holographic dream projection simulation. Um, we are, you know, uh, characters within the great dream of the great dreaming mind. And all of this stuff has been created. Many, many, many stories, individual stories, um, like collective stories. And those stories have to finish themselves out. We can't, it's like a, 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 a mass soul retrieval process where the great dreaming mind is retrieving fragments of the soul, its, its own consciousness 
through its dream process that was created and bringing it back into wholeness and integration. But what it feels like from within the holographic dream projection simulation for all of us who are alive and currently incarnated, especially at, you know, a certain level of consciousness wherein we are at least semi-awake within this, you know, game kind of thing that we call life. It feels like so much chaos. It feels like it feels like we're moving into like apocalyptic end times, you know, and, and it feels like the beautiful things from our past, a certain way of life is ending. And that's because it actually is. So to bring it back to the energy of August and the card of August, I feel intuitively that most of us are going to struggle with it as much this time because you know, whether you have, re like, a lot of us only kind of awoke in the last two years. And I include myself in that, even though technically my spiritual awakening started 22 years ago and man, was it hard. And like, I, I considered myself spiritually awake in 2020, but I was also very naive to a lot of the, the things in the world like I could see part of it, but I couldn't see all of it. And so 2020 was another level of awakening for me. And I know for some people, it was like the first level of awakening. And there is no hierarchy there. I believe the only reason that I started awakening at the time that I did was so that I could send out these transmissions and gather together all those who are awakening now and speak to the pain and the difficulty and the alienation of the awakening process. But it's not because I'm like somehow more advanced and wiser than everybody else. I think it was just contracted. That was what I wanted to do. That's what I agreed to do. It's the role that I play. And so if you are just waking up recently, that's amazing. You, we're all, you know, in this together. Like we're on an even playing field. Once we are awakened to a certain point, we're on an even playing field. And it's not, it's also not for me to determine what that point is. But the reason that I'm saying all this is because I think that for us, those of us who are awakened to, to an extent where we can at least understand like, yeah, this is a game, this is a simulation and it's crazy and things aren't what they seem at the surface level. That's it. Is that the, the realization that things are not what they seem at the surface level. So we can see, we can start seeing past the surface level. For, for us, this fall is actually not going to feel that hard because it's just going to be another day ending in Y. You know what I mean? It's just going to feel like, yep. It's kind of like last year, my aforementioned astrologer friend, Christina, Christina Luna, she said to me that, um, that it was kind of like, and she was talking about the energy at a certain point in last year, but it really stuck with me because the analogy she used to paint the picture was very effective for me. She was talking about how it was going to feel like a big medicine journey, kind of like a mushroom trip or an ayahuasca trip. And like, you know, the but the whole collective consciousness was going to be on it. And everybody was going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? And that 
those of us who have already been through literal medicine journeys, but also through figurative medicine journeys of our own awakening process, we've already been through ego death. We've already, you know, we've reconciled with the fact that like our bodies are mortal, but our souls are eternal and our consciousness goes on and that we have spirit guides and we have, you know, um, we have connections with ultra dimensional beings, even if we can't consciously access them easily, it doesn't matter. Our conscious mind is like that big and our, the rest of our consciousness is infinitely huge. You know, for, for all of us who are kind of at that level, it's a little bit like we'll still go through the medicine journey with everyone this fall. That's what it feels like to me. It's going to be like a big ass medicine journey where like, and we'll probably still go through our own purging process where we just feel like shit and we just like need to, you know, puke up our own shadow and we feel very confronted and triggered. But the whole time, the thing is that we're going to know what's happening. We're going to get it. We're going to be like, oh, I see what's happening. Okay. This is my shadow. This, these are unintegrated parts of myself. And I, the only solution is to be deeply present with it, look at it, feel it, and welcome this part of myself back without judgment, without condemnation. You know, it's like, for example, if you see a past life, if you suddenly have a past life memory and you see yourself raping another person, that's a hard pill to swallow, a very hard and painful pill to swallow. And yet those are the parts of us that we need to like bring home as it were because those parts were operating under a cloak of total illusion the illusion of separateness we've all been there i mean not necessarily to that point but we we have done things that we regret. We have spoken words. I have done things that I regret. I have spoken words that I regret. I have had an effect on people's lives that I regret. I have caused people pain out of my own buy-in to the illusion of separateness. I'm not above the soul that raped somebody else. I am not above the soul that killed somebody else. It's very easy to think that we are. And the truth is that we are not. And as long as we think that we are, that we are above, that we are benevolent, we are somehow spiritually superior to anybody else, we cannot, we are still locked in the illusion is the point. Because that perspective is a perspective of separation. And we're not separate. So I feel like for us, those of you who resonate with me and are still here with me listening to this message right now, it's actually not going to feel that bad for the rest of the year. It's going to, like I said, feel like another day ending Y. And it's going to feel like, you know, perhaps not pleasant. I don't think we're all going to be sitting around like sipping Mai Tais um, and mojitos together, you know, feeling like we're on vacation in Palm Springs while this is all happening. I think that it will feel challenging. But the thing is that we, because we've already walked through these initiation portals before of meeting our shadow and integrating it and, and experiencing ego death 
and coming face to face with literal mortality death, like physical, the body dies and the, you know, you're no longer physically with the person that, or the animal or the being that you love that just died. Like when we've been through those passages, we now know how to handle it. So when we encounter it again, it's not a walk in the park, but we know, we know what to do. We have experience to draw on. But I feel like for the rest of the human collective, which is the vast majority of humans, I do believe as much as I, you know, I started this whole journey and started my podcast saying there are no muggles. And I stand by that. I believe every human has an immense creative ability that we are direct descendants or uh, descendant implies something hierarchical, but hopefully you understand what I mean. We are direct offshoots, like, like sparks coming off a campfire. We are direct, um, sparks of the divine source consciousness and creator consciousness. And so I believe that there are no muggles. And yet I, I have come to a point of reckoning within myself where I feel that there is a cap um, on most people and that it will not be until the very, 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 very end of this whole, I guess you could call it a yuga, this whole cycle that we're in, where a lot of people are going to wake up like the last minute and that's okay. It's totally okay. We don't, we don't need them to wake up. It's okay. They are perfect as they are. And part of them not waking up until the very last minute means that these contraction periods that we are moving into are gonna feel hard for them. So painful, so hard. They don't know how to navigate ego death. And it might not even be their first ego death. You know, they might have been through ego death before and yet it eviscerated them. They did not know how to handle it. They live in constant fear of experiencing something like that again. They, they don't have the, the keys. They don't have the internal compass that we have that allows them to be in this dream and understand that it is a dream, this holographic dream projection. It's like, we are the lucid dreamers and we can see the chaos of the, the sleepwalkers. And I say that with the most honor and love because I am not superior to them. I simply chose this role for this life. That's all. In the end, we all, you know, kind of wake up from the dream and remove our VR headsets, so to speak. We're all, we're like, fucking high-fiving each other. Just be like, dude, like we did it. We're all on the same playing field. But there are those who are not going to wake up until the very end. And I'm just going to refer to them as sleepwalkers insofar as like, literally, when you think of literal sleepwalkers, not figurative, but like, you know, if you have a child that is asleep and is dreaming such a vivid dream that they're up and walking around and their eyes are open and they're engaging with an, uh, a dream and unaware of their physical space, the guidance is to not wake them up, as I understand it. I mean, it's not like I'm doing constant research to make sure that my understanding is up to date, so I could be wrong about that. But 
the last guy desired is that it's better to not wake them up because it's far too much of a shock to the psyche. And so there are many, many people in our lives, the majority of the people, people you see in the grocery store, people you see out on the street, probably your work colleagues, if you have a traditional job, um, possibly your own family members, your own friends, all that, who are, are asleep within the dream. They're interacting with a narrative that is not real, but for them, it's real. And when I say it's not real, that's not even accurate. It is real because to them, it's real. And they're experiencing it and that makes it real. But it's like, it's not the real real. It's not the only layer of truth, but it's the one that they can connect with. And it, these, these months ahead are going to be very hard. And it's not for me to predict why and how. I really do think it's going to be a combination of physical death and ego death and just a lot of changes. But the point is, it's a lot of shadow coming up. It is, again, us needing to bring home soul fragments. And so for all of us, the, the King of Cups card, what it is really saying is like, we are that counselor. We are the counselor. We are the sponsor. We are the, the space holder. It's like the King of Cups is the psychic emotional shaman who can really be present with people. Like, I feel like the way that this is going to play out is like, for a lot of us, people are just going to start telling us their deep, dark shit. I remember feeling this last year, but I was doing it more on an etheric level. But I was feeling like, like people were confessing their, their sins to me. And by sins, I don't mean their wrongdoing. I mean, the burden of their shame, the things they kept secret because they're so ashamed. And it felt like um, on an astral level, I remember I had just had a baby. And so I really wasn't talking to a lot of people because I was kind of guarding my sacred space, but I wasn't doing a very good job guarding it psychically. And I would just get these like connections with, you know, oh God, I don't really want to go into it. Like bullying. It was kind of like communicating with ghosts but they weren't ghosts. I could tell that they were the memories of people still alive. And it's like, those memories were coming to the surface and I was connecting with them. And the reason I was connecting with them, um, just randomly, I don't know where, probably is because I just had a baby. So I was hella psychically open, but it was because my job is to witness it. And as I witness that, as I see a memory that is coming to the surface for a person, a memory of bullying somebody else or of being horribly bullied, a memory of being molested. Like these things would just randomly come into my mind. And I knew that my job was to just witness them, just witness them. Nothing. I didn't have to heal it. I didn't have to fix it. Just had to witness it. And, and yet for the King of Cups, the slight difference is that I feel that this year, what's going to happen for a lot of us is that People that we know, friends, family, possibly even total strangers are going to just come and start laying their burdens down before us and just confessing things to us. And we're going to be like, okay, we're doing this now. And, and, you know, sometimes it might feel a little exhausting and it is important to have self-care boundaries. Absolutely essential. 
Like you are important. Your energy levels are important. Okay. You're not a martyr. More on that next month. Um, but as we receive people's people in their vulnerable states, their vulnerable emotions of crying, remembering, confessing, unburdening. We are allowing the completion of shadow integration that has to happen. It has to happen. It's the role that we signed up for. So the great news is I don't think that we are going to be in, in too much pain ourselves, um, too much discomfort. I think it will feel heavy a lot of the time, but it will, from our end, it will feel like we just have, we can see more of the picture. We can understand what's happening while it's happening and, you know, not indulge stories of like, oh my God, this is happening because there's something wrong with me and I need to push it away and I need to numb out and, you know, I got to fix it. We will understand like, no, 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 this is just part of it. And I just need to be present with it. And to whatever capacity I'm able at a given time, I need to be present with others and show them that it's okay for them to feel what they feel and for it to come up to the surface and be that person that they can confide in and, and like be that, that trustworthy confidant. Okay, so that's the energy report for the month of August. Um, it was semi-concise. I'm kind of proud of myself. Uh, this leads into the next month and the next month and the next month. So, oh my gosh, it's just, there's so much. Anyway, bah. okay. <laughs> so yeah, buckle your seatbelts. Uh, the way I described it with this week's energy report was that like, I feel like our shift has begun. Um, like the analogy to me is, when I remember being a healthcare worker in a hospital and it's like, yeah, the sh your shift is on. You know, we're on, we're on now. It's game time. We got to do this. So let's do it and lean on each other and, you know, show up for what we're here to do. I love you so very much. I do weekly energy reports as well. They're very powerful and potent. Um, if you've been following them, then you know what I'm talking about. I have moved them to the Patreon. Although I think last week we had a, like, um, like a portion of it on YouTube, which was pretty cool. Um, and maybe on the podcast too, I'm not sure. Uh, but I've moved them to Patreon. They're behind the $5 a month wall. So it's not very much at all. But of course, as with every other content creator, your support allows me to continue making as much free content as possible. And I'm shifting to a model where, you know, I can create a lot of things for a lot of people that are low cost. And that's really important to me. So if you like my energy reports and you want to get them on the weekly, plus you want some new moon and full moon rituals, plus you want some light language activations, plus you want some bonus secret episodes for the podcast every week, then it's just $5 a month, no commitment, cancel when you need to. Head on over there and check it out at very least. Okay. I love you so very much. And I will catch you for the September 2022 energy report. Bye.